0: Five, six, five, four, three, two, one,
1: 0 All engines running, commit lift off.
2: Hey,
3: welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 777 SWAT, or you can email us at ask at com. That's ask at swatradio.com. And if you are listening to the podcast because you missed us live, you can send your questions to Facebook or Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle that is at SWAT Radio Talk, and we will be sure to answer your questions. Uh, The next broadcast that we have, if you are new to SWAT radio, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And in the first segment of the uh, show or the program, excuse me, we talk about the issues of the day and kind of what's been going on. And the news has been dominated by uh, takes on yesterday, uh, last night's debate. Um, So that's probably what we're going to be spending a lot of time in the first segment talking about.
0: Wait. There was a debate last night <laughs> there. There really was a debate. I, I I didn't know there was a debate. There was a debacle last <laughs> night. It was a debacle. That's it's really, you know, it, it, it is very, I think, representative of what's going on mm-hmm. right now, because in the sad part to me was that there wasn't any substantive really answers they never. Nobody ever really got into substantive answers yeah. that really changed anybody. And uh, one one uh, survey said that more than seventy percent of people said the debates not going to matter anyway. So what that's saying is that people already have their mind made up. Yeah. And what they say is not going to change them one way or the other. Um, I mean, think about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. you know, we've come a long way from the uh, Lincoln-Douglas debates. Or, uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's more of a soundbite. It's not really a debate where, like, one side presents an argument, the other side has a rebuttal, and then a follow-up. It's much more of a, uh, you know, uh, a soundbite. Like, who can get the nice little soundbite that'll play well on CNN or Fox News? And that leads to it not being about, you know, substantive issues and rather about personality uh and so i think that's what you saw a lot of the talk talking points and the attack lines towards each other became a uh, personal you know ad hominem attacks rather than uh talking about any sort of issue
0: well what's sad is in the past uh the debates have played a role and that is true. Ha- i mm-hmm. mean when you go back and you look at ronald reagan when he debated carter back in 1980 yeah i mean he he just dominated him mm-hmm. you know it was it was in uh you know, uh, and, and Reagan was so funny. I was reading a thing this morning uh, where, remember, uh, he was questioned about his age mm-hmm. back and in 84. Yeah, 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 And he said, I'm not going to exploit for political purposes <laughs> my opponent's youth and inexperience. Yeah. I, th- I mean, that was the way to respond. You know, I mean, it was just he he had a way of of being just kind of lightening it up. Mm-hmm. And, man, that just... That would have been so nice last night in the middle of what happened. Instead, everybody felt awful. I don't, I haven't talked to one person who goes, man, wasn't that awesome Mm -hmm. last night? Yeah. Everybody felt awful as they watched it. It was just very contentious. But the, like Jim Dennison said, it reflects the contentious nature of our culture right now. In Mm -hmm. fact, He says, everything is a zero-sum game. Abortion is legal or it's not. LBG, you know, LB, LGBTQ, ING, whatever, and sexual liberty take precedence over religious liberty, or they don't. I mean, you you get to preach the Bible, and it it is not hate speech,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because in reality, People who believe what the Bible teaches believe that God's way is the best way. And God created a man and a woman to be in a relationship as a husband and wife, not two men and not two women. But that's either right or it's not. And uh, everybody on one side thinks if you have a differing viewpoint, you're brainwashed, hateful, and racist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you don't think like they do on both sides. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's just a good time for believers to be peacemakers, Yeah, to be people that speak the truth but do so with a loving spirit and a loving heart. And you can disagree with somebody's ideology without hating their personhood. Uh, And I I think it would be good to – And, and again, Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Anton Scalia were two really good examples. Mm -hmm. I don't think there could have been more polar opposites on the court than those two.
3: Yeah, they were the ideological, you know, the intellectual polars of both, uh, you know, views of how to read the Constitution.
0: But they were good friends. Mm -hmm. They were good friends. So um, I think a lot of people are afraid right now. There's a lot of fear. And fear is never a good thing of man. When you're afraid of man mm-hmm. and you fear, uh, it, it shows a lot of times a lack of trust, a lack of faith in God. And, um, you know, God's I, on November 4th, God's still going to be God mm-hmm. and he's still going to be on his throne. And so whether Donald Trump is the president, whether Joe Biden's a president, whether you know, um, Nancy Pelosi is the president. <laughs> it could be who knows if this thing goes into January, who knows what's yeah. gonna happen? And I think both both guys last night made it pretty clear that it could go into December, January, and who knows what our country's gonna be looking at. But God's going to be looking for people of faith to stand up and stand in the gap and Mm -hmm. to be beacons of light and beacons of hope. And beacons of light and beacons of hope doesn't mean that you can't feel strongly about issues that are personal. The thing that I would ask anybody to do as they examine themselves as we move forward into this uh, contentious political season is really you have to ask yourself what is god's viewpoint what is the biblical view of policy yeah let's let's get away from people let's talk Mm -hmm. about policy what's going to change who what does what does this person's platform stand for because really when we vote that's we we're really past voting for the people. We do vote for people, but the bottom line is no one person accomplishes anything. The people represent a party or a platform. Mm-hmm. And we really have to look at the platform. And um, as we look at the platforms, it, it doesn't. none of them are perfect. They're all flawed. All men are flawed. But which platform best represents the biblical values that, God lays out in his word. And I I think we shared some of that yesterday when we talked about, uh, Dr. Wayne Grudem's, that chart he put together. And I thought it was a great chart and he brings out verses associated with every one of those, um, you know, and I, I just think we have to pray through those things and not let, uh, personalities drive us as much as what the platform is. These people are representing. So, I mean, you you see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. um, And we tried to, we've been trying to have dialogue about that, but it's hard to get away from the personalities, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it it really is. And, and, um, I mean, in both personalities were on display last night, uh, (laughs) that, you know, like we talked about a second ago, that was completely, you know, based on the people's personality rather than the substance. And I think that, uh, it didn't, it wasn't, uh, conducive for those undecided voters. I yeah. think most people who were undecided and watched that thought, Oh man, I don't want to vote at all now. You know,
0: it, <laughs> well, well, a lot of people said that Yeah, there was one survey that said, I don't know if you saw that, but there was a uh, 30% of the people thought Donald Trump won mm. 30% of the people thought Joe Biden won and 30% of the people said, I don't care. I'm not even going to vote now. <laughs> Wow. I mean, think about that. That's just like, that's, um, but you know, Jim Dennison has just written a a little booklet. Um, maybe a book. I I don't know. He was talking about it called respectfully. I disagree how to be a civil person in an uncivil time, Mm. you know, and he's always been fairly biblical in the way he's presented things and, uh, tries to hold to the scriptures and um but um he, he he tells this story i'll just read a little a part of it real quick the devil was holding a garage sale all his tools were on display where they were labeled and priced shoppers could purchase anger hatred lust and all the rest at the end of the table stood a tool with no label on it but with the highest price of all somebody asked the devil to identify it he said it's discouragement and he said why is it priced so high he explained, because no one knows it's mine. Uh, you know, mm. basically, if you look at the headlines in the world today, it's easy to be discouraged about our future, about yeah. our country, about our leaders. Um, and I, I think uh, it might be a good book for you. If you struggle with feelings of anger toward people that mm. may disagree with you, Uh, politically religiously ideologically um it's called respectfully i disagree how to be a civil person in an uncivil time by dr jim dennison so um ephesians 4 says we speak the truth in love and be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that's in you but do it with gentleness and respect and i think as believers we need to model that so
3: Yeah, I agree. Uh, So stay tuned. We will be back with more after the break.
2: You're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT.
0: parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.t-o-m-n-e-h-l.com.
1: There is good news for the captive can use all the shade
3: The Rescuer by Ren Collective. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us in the first segment, um, we were talking about uh, the news of the day, which mostly consisted of talk about uh, last night's debate. And right before uh, uh, the break, uh, Doug mentioned a book uh, called Respectfully. I disagree. And I I had a question for you, Doug, um, because, you know, like you say, we are in pretty contentious times and uh you know i can't help but notice that the church is pretty divided and contentious right now and i was wondering (laughs) you think how how do you talk to a brother uh, or a sister who uh believes that abortion is okay or you know okay
0: i want to give you i want to give you an example Uh, i was talking to a friend earlier and um he he was talking to me he's in another part of the country and he he's been doing bible studies for a long time and he had a couple of uh guys in his study who are african-american guys um, and they they approached him and said why can't you support black lives matter because he had made a statement about the black lives matter organization and he said you know what um I don't, I'll have, I'm happy to go to lunch with you guys and talk about, I just don't want to do it during our Bible study time. So they went to lunch and, and when they got there, he said, I, I was kind of put on the defensive when I got there because I, one of the statements I made was about the Black Lives Matter organization being a, uh, it it being a Marxist organization that stood against biblical values Mm -hmm. and that really upset them. And so when I got there, I said, do you guys really know what that organization stands for? And they said, yes, it's to protect black people from police injustice. And he said, no, that, that that's one element, but they have a lot on their website. Can I just take you to their website? So he we took them to their website where they were at. And after sitting there and showing them the unbiblical values And the anti, it's not even, it's just anti-biblical values Mm -hmm. that they propose and they stand for, uh, both guys were like, wow, we didn't even know that. And, And it completely, they had a different, and he said, listen, I'm all for supporting the importance of black lives and saying that people may not have regarded them the way they should in this country there may there's truth to that and there needs to be discussions about that but this organization is an unbiblical organization they don't stand for biblical values they stand against biblical values and i think it's dangerous for anybody in the church to stand with them for what they stand for even if it's for the importance of black lives because you can stand for those values outside of that organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, But by standing with them, you're giving tacit approval and endorsement to a lot of the other stuff. And, and so he had this conversation with him and I think it starts with conversations, but there's a lot of people within the church who in an F they don't even know what that organization stands for. And it's just been plastered everywhere. BLM,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is BLM for the organization, everywhere it goes, that's what it's associated with. Not not the movement of, of the importance of a black life, mm-hmm. which w- any person who follows Jesus should affirm the value of all life and and if somebody has been mistreated they should value the the fact that these this group whatever this group of people have a grievance and saying you know what the greeks in the new testament were not being cared for the the greek new christians mm. and the leaders came together and said wait we got to fix this because the greek widows are being not taken care of mm because they're gentiles yeah we're taking care of the jewish widows but not the we We so and and the apostles goes wait a minute we we can't be doing the serving we got to pray and teach the word so let's set aside some guys and let's rectify this problem um so yes if there needs to be discussions about how things can be done better but there's false narratives that are being spread everywhere in fact tomorrow we're going to have um Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, two African-American pastors who are going to talk about the destructive nature of critical theory, how it, it, it in a subset, critical race theory, mm-hmm. and how that has been infiltrating the church, what's been going on, and the biblical positions on a lot of these issues that people write off. They just write off the The Bible's say on it, because it doesn't matter what Joe Biden says. It doesn't matter what Donald Trump says. What really matters is what God says in his word. Mm -hmm. And so when we go into that election booth on, you know, November 3rd, or if you fill out a ballot before that, my prayer is, if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will vote what the biblical values are as, as you have a chance to be a salt and light influence in our world in America because we have an electoral system where we can cast a vote for the party we best think represents the best for our government. Mm-hmm. And I believe that biblical values should be the biggest part of what that is. Yeah. So,
3: Do you think that there's a confusion within the church uh, at large? Uh, so I say the word church loosely about what biblical values are. Um, cause you know, there's some churches teaching things that are biblically shaky. And so how do, how do we deal with them?
0: Well, yeah, I, I think, well, the Bible speaks very clearly that there are people who profess to be followers of God that will have a form of godliness, but denying its power. Mm. There will be false teachers. There's been lots of false teachers in our culture. They teach prosperity gospel. They teach that, you know, you can, uh, if you follow Jesus, he's going to make you healthy, wealthy, and wise that, uh, Jesus will give you anything you ask for. You just got to have enough faith.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, he doesn't teach that he, he teaches. He will give you everything you need. You should ask him for what's on your heart, what's your desire, but that doesn't mean he's going to give you everything you want. No good parent would ever do that to a child. Yeah. Think about your own children if you're out there. If your child asks you, and every time they ask you for something, you gave it to them, that child never learns <laughs> that there are some things not in the child's best interest. Yeah. And so it would be like handing, if a child came up and says, Daddy, I want a gun, and he's six years old. You wouldn't hand him a handgun. Why? Because he doesn't have the maturity to possess it yet. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus very clearly tells us that if we follow him, we're going to suffer. You don't hear that message preached very often. Yeah. And so we have a very distorted view of what it means to walk with God in our culture. For most people in our culture, Walking with God means going to church on Sunday, hearing an hour-long message, and then going home and watching football. <laughs> yeah. That I means that's what it is. Yeah. That's most of the time what it is. Instead of walking with God means walking by faith in a faith community that says, our faith is in the most high God, and when people see us, They see a people that walk not by sight or control, but they walk by faith in the one true living God. And that's what we've been talking about this week in Hebrews. That's the whole point of Hebrews 11 is to show how God throughout history had a unique people that walked by faith, not by sight. And so, yeah, there's a lot of churches that are... (laughs) bought into the woke movement they bought into the critical race theory they 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 bought into social justice social works there's no biblical social justice there's either justice or injustice Mm -hmm. and 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 the justice should be executed because god demands it and if it's not then there needs to be reforms made wherever, wherever it's not being implemented. But I want to remind people that there has been no more oppressive regime in history than the Romans. Yeah. And Jesus, Paul, Peter, James, the apostle, the disciples, they lived under Roman rule. There were no rights. You didn't have a right to do anything except to, you know, they, they, you were treated like animals. They treated
3: if you weren't a Roman
0: citizen, If you weren't a Roman citizen. And so if you read the Bible, their instructions there were to pray for the emperor. Wait a minute. Pray for this guy who treats us like animals, who, who hurts us, who crucifies us. That's what Paul said. Pray for them. And I, I, you know, one of my friends, the fact it was the guy who was telling me the story about this, he, you know, he was saying that he's talking a lot of political talk now because of the debate and because Mm -hmm. of the election. And he says, people need to get off the news and into the Bible. He said, I don't, I'm not even going to talk to somebody unless they tell me they're spending five minutes in the Bible for every one minute of news they're listening to. Mm -hmm because their perspective is being skewed by talking heads on a radio or talking heads on a TV. And that's where they're getting all their information and they're filling themselves with that information. And most of the time they don't even think critically one way or the other about the issues. They're just moved by emotion, raw emotion. And he said, when you start reading the Bible, it brings perspective You begin to see mankind hasn't changed. There's people who've dealt with a whole lot worse and God's called his people to be a people of faith. And when we come back, we're going to look at Abraham, a man who lived a life of faith and that process and journey of faith as we continue our journey through Hebrews.
3: All right. So make sure you uh, stick with us so that you can hear that. We will be back with more after the news. You're listening to SWAT radio. Stay tuned.
0: That answer your question? Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, we're,
1: hey we're on yeah what I, happened
0: to our music man we we didn't have no music no intro the news that's didn't of weird and we i think a, we had a little
3: staff uh snafu so we're back at it early
0: right. <laughs> we're, we're sitting here talking and uh talking solving the world's problems <laughs> <laughs> well that's uh that's good man i uh we've we, we get it figured out um Anyway, hey uh thanks for your encouraging texts and emails. I appreciate uh, you guys who are listening and uh Joel talking to you, Miss Mary in Mississippi uh, glad you're listening and uh hope hopefully you guys are being encouraged um, and again that um that book somebody asked about that book is called "Respectfully I Disagree." How, you know, respectfully, I disagree how to be a civil person in an uncivilized time. And, um, that, uh, I'll tell you what, I think, uh, it, you go to Denison Form as where you can order it. I don't even know if it's on Amazon yet. Uh, I think you got to go to his, uh, his website as Jim Denison. Just, you can just put in Jim Denison into Google. Uh, I, I'll try to have a better, uh, source for you tomorrow. In fact, maybe to uh, Friday, I'll give away copies of this book. Respectfully. I disagree. Uh, you still got time to read it before the election yeah, so right. you can have some conversation. Uh, but anyway, you know, we've been talking about, um, Hebrews all week and it's been such a great and convicting study for me personally, just to work through, um, the, um, the faith aspect because we live in a culture where we tend to live by sight. Everything we do. In fact, I said this at SWAT last week. If Jesus Christ himself showed up at a church, pick any church, he probably wouldn't be allowed to preach because it wasn't pre planned and on the schedule <laughs> yeah. and it would disrupt the program. Yeah. We're so programmed into everything. It's not like that in other countries, by the way. When you go to other countries, they're much more spirit led and free instead of bound to the program that we put together. It doesn't mean disorder. It just means, uh, led by the spirit. If you look at Jesus had a program and the disciples, every time they kept trying to figure it out, it would change. Mm -hmm. They think, well, we're going here. And then he goes, no, you're going here. And so when we think about faith, faith, To to operate by faith means you don't know where you're going or you don't know how God's going to provide for where you're going because it requires you to have trust in him. If you can see where you're going, how you're going to get there, and you've got everything figured out all the time with no obstacles, that doesn't require a lot of faith. Yeah, It really doesn't and so the whole idea is hey we're we're on yeah what Uh, happened to our music man we we didn't have no music no intro the news didn't play and i think we we had a
3: little staff uh snafu so we're back at it
0: early (laughs) we're we're sitting here talking and uh talking solving the world's problems. (laughs) well that's uh that's good man i uh we've get it figured out um Anyway, hey uh, thanks for your encouraging texts and emails. I appreciate uh, you guys who are listening and uh, Joel talking to you. Miss Mary in Mississippi. Uh, glad you're listening and uh, ho- hopefully you guys are being encouraged. Um, and again, that um, that book, somebody asked about that book is called "Respectfully I Disagree." How you know? Respectfully, I disagree. How to be a civil person in an uncivilized time, and um, that uh, I'll tell you what. I think uh, it, you go to Denison Forum. That's where you can order it. I don't even know if it's on Amazon yet. Uh, I think you got to go to his uh, his website. It's Jim Dennison. Just you can just put in Jim denison into Google. Uh, I, I'll try to have a better uh source for you tomorrow in fact maybe tomorrow uh, Friday I'll give away copies of this book respectfully I disagree uh, you still got time to read it before the election yeah, so you right. can have some conversation uh, but anyway you know we've been talking about um Hebrews all week and it's been such a great and convicting study for me personally just to work through um the um, the faith aspect because we live in a culture where we tend to live by sight. Everything we do. In fact, I said this at SWAT last week. If Jesus Christ himself showed up at a church, pick any church, he probably wouldn't be allowed to preach because it wasn't pre planned and on the schedule <laughs> yeah. and it would disrupt the program. Yeah. We're so programmed into everything. It's not like that in other countries, by the way. When you go to other countries, they're much more spirit led and free instead of bound to the program that we put together. It doesn't mean disorder. It just means, uh, led by the spirit. If you look at Jesus had a program and the disciples, every time they kept trying to figure it out, it would change. Mm -hmm. They think, well, we're going here. And then he goes, no, you're going here. And so when we think about faith, faith, to, to operate by faith means you don't know where you're going or you don't know how God's going to provide for where you're going because it requires you to have trust in him. If you can see where you're going, how you're going to get there, and you've got everything figured out all the time with no obstacles, that doesn't require a lot of faith. Yeah, It really doesn't. And so the whole idea is he, he goes through – and Hebrews 11, and we talked about this all week, so if you're just tuning in, you can go back to our podcast and listen. Uh, just real quick, the book of Hebrews was written to three groups of people. There were people that were all in, true born-again believers. There were people who were posers. They were intellectually bought into Jesus. And then there's a third group who's trying to figure it out. And the letter is written to this these groups of people with five warnings and chapter 2, a warning of not drifting away from the message about Jesus. In chapter 3, a message about not hardening your heart. In chapter 5 and 6, the third warning is a is a message of a warning of a don't uh, waver, be all in with him. In chapter 10, there's a warning about being an apostate. And then he goes into the faith chapter. And this week, what we've been looking at is this idea of God being the author of our faith, and he uses Abel as an example of God giving us faith and telling us what faith looks like. It looks like obedience. Abel obeyed what God had prescribed for a sacrifice Cain didn't. And so God is the creator and author of our faith. It's not man earned, or created. And then we saw the motivation of our faith in uh, Hebrews eleven five 5, and 6 where he talks about Enoch as being a guy who walked with God. And then in chapter uh, 11, verse 7, we see the demonstration of our faith in the life of Noah. He's a man who put God on display to the pagan world around him. And it also says about Noah, he walked with God. And then today we're looking specifically at verses 8 through 16 that God wants to reveal a people of the one true living God to the world. And we're either part of that people or not. And those people live by faith, and that's what he's trying to hammer down with these people, that God's people live by faith. And he kind of takes us through the process or the journey of faith with the life of Abraham. And today we're going to look at uh, Abraham being called, tested, God's power being revealed in his life, and then the purpose, God's purpose being lived out and verses eight through sixteen. So go ahead and read verses eight through sixteen, and we're going to look at each one of those.
3: By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations whose designer and builder is God by faith sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful who had promised therefore from one man in him as good as dead were both descendants as many as the star or excuse me were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as, as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore Therefore, God, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them
0: a city. God is not ashamed to be called their God. That's quite a statement there, that God is not ashamed because he wants to be known on the earth as a people's God, the one true living God. For Abraham, that... That lived out means loyalty to God while you're here
1: mm.
0: in the temporary world yeah. in which we live, and life with God there on the other side of death. All right, because we don't die; we we just pass right for eternity. So, how does it start? Well, it starts in verse eight. If you go back to verse eight, it says, "By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called." And the way that's constructed there, it's like he was starting to obey even as he was called, like simultaneously, yeah, instantaneously, almost like when it says, and the disciples immediately dropped their nets when he said, follow me. So the first part of the journey for any of us in faith is to be called. None of us go to God on our own. No, you don't find God. You know, I heard people say, I found God about 20 years ago. No, you didn't. He found you. Yeah. Nobody finds him. Nobody seeks him. Nobody's righteous. None of us go to him except he draws us. He puts things in front of us, and he redeems us. And as he redeems us and calls us to himself, what happens is he gives us the information To make a choice and to receive him, to receive his Messiah, Jesus Christ. And when we do, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit then changes us from the inside out and will take residence in us and secure us forever. And so the first thing is we're called. Abraham didn't deserve to be called. God didn't call him because he knew he was going to choose him. He called him because God just called Abraham. He said, I want you to move. And then we see what happens. It says the way he called him, he says he called him to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. That's the thing about the Christian life. Most of the time with God, you're not really sure where you're going. You're not. He may give you a glimpse And my problem personally, uh, Taylor, is I've been going in the Christian life, a lot of times I think, oh, this is where God's taken me. And then he goes, nope, I'm going to take you over here and give you a hard 90-degree right when you think you're going straight. And then you make that hard 90-degree right, and you go, oh, this is where I'm going now. He goes, nope, now I'm going back left. I'm like, what? Hmm. He's always growing our faith by testing us. For Moses, there were lots of tests. When, I mean, not Moses, for Abraham. For Abraham, there were lots of tests. When Abraham was on the journey, he went through a city. And in the city, he went in there, and there was a king named Abimelech. And he goes, man, these people, they're going to see you, Sarah. You're so beautiful. They're going to kill me to get to you and marry you, to take you as a wife. So just tell them you're my sister. Then they'll treat me Nice. And so he lied to save himself. Well, he failed that test, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, he's not trusting God. He's, he's lying about who she is. Then God comes to the King in a dream and says, don't sleep with that woman. Don't, don't you take her. That's not, that's his wife. Yeah. And if you do anything to him, it's going to be bad for you. I mean, that's the paraphrase, but the (laughs) bottom line is that King was afraid. He had this dream. And so the test, he didn't pass right away. And that's encouraging to me because I fail a lot of tests. And yet God continued to give him test and to reveal himself and reveal his power to him. And the thing about believers and true people of faith is it's not that you fail, it's that you persevere. It's not that you 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 don't make mistakes. And you're not perfect, but the direction of your life is to honor and bring glory to the one true living God. And so he reveals how he finally released this power in Abraham's life of a supernatural nature to see his wife of 90 years have a child, the child of promise, because he had no descendant to, you know, build this incredible clan of people that's going to be more numerous in the sand and the seashore the stars in the sky Mm -hmm. and so he's it's it says that we saw that he went up there and he was looking forward to the city that god has foundations whose designer and builder is god abraham's sight was always looking forward that's another mark of true faith is you're not looking to stay where you are yeah. You're looking where God wants to take you. And the fact that he's not, this is not his home here on earth. So when we come back, we're going to look at this last thing about living, seeing God's power um, demonstrated and then living out that purpose. Okay.
3: All right. So make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned.
2: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I'll never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me.
3: That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, we have been talking about Hebrews uh, chapter 11, uh, particularly verses 8 through 16, which talk about uh, Abraham. And we've been talking this week about faith. Uh, we also talked a little bit in the first segment about some of the news of the day. But if you have any questions or you would like to uh, join the discussion, you can reach out and call us at 1 844 777 7928. That's 1 844 777 SWAT. Or if you are unable to get on the phone, you can also email us with questions or comments at ask at dot That is ask at dot So we are going to continue talking about uh, chapter 11 uh, and talking about Abraham and his walk of faith. And it's interesting, um, you know, to me that he was called out of where he was at um, to meet with God out in the wilderness. And, you know, kind of me and my dad have talked about this in the past, uh, just a little bit about um, how sometimes God calls us out into the wild. And that's an opportunity to step out and faith because you know the wilderness represents the unknown um and so when you get those opportunities and you feel they're from god you should
0: take them well here's the thing the um the wilderness or the desert was always god's training ground for yeah. his people it, it always was and um i think a lot of times we don't like the desert we don't want to go live in the desert but um but that's where god trains his people mm. He train Moses there, yeah. trained Abraham there, he trained Jesus there, mm-hmm. trained Paul there. Joshua. Uh, jo- yeah, I mean like Elijah, I mean that, it was just where God trained his people. So he uses those desert times in our life to train us. And um and we were also talking about Abraham in the break about how even though God chose him, he still he he failed. Mm-hmm. You know, he failed, but he he wasn't perfect, but he was God's people. Yeah. He was God's people. And so he, he he ultimately persevered. And so,
3: and I thought it was interesting what the text says here in this chapter about Sarah as well, that she conceived, um, by faith, Mm. uh, herself by faith herself. Uh, she received the power to conceive. And when you look back at the story, when she first, Heard that she was going to conceive, she she scoffed about it, but still in Hebrews the well, writer they both laughed. Yeah,
0: they both laughed, and what's funny, uh, not no pun intended, <laughs> is that God told them to name their child Isaac, which means laughter. Hmm. Like you laugh, yeah. You think I can? That's the whole purpose of faith is hope in a God that can do anything. Yeah. And God says, "I'm going to take a 90-year-old woman and a 100-year-old man, and I'm going to make so many descendants. They're going to be like the stars in the sky and the you know the sands on the seashore. And when you think about the Jewish people throughout history,
1: mm-hmm.
0: how many times people have tried to wipe them out? Whether it was Haman, mm-hmm. or whether it was Hitler, yeah, doesn't matter. God, his his people have uh, survived." And God chose the Jewish people to be the vehicle through which he would bless the whole earth, but they um, they mistook what God said, and what they did was they perceived that God chose them just to be the receivers of the blessing mm. and not the distributors of the blessing, mm. the stewards of the blessing, and that was a mistake. And so God says, okay, You're not getting this. You've corrupted my message with a workspace message. And that's what was struggle, the people were struggling with who were wanting to go back to the sacrificial system. So this writer's saying, No, come back. It's grace. It's grace by faith. And so he's demonstrating through Abraham, this is he's a God of grace through faith. Abraham was a man of faith before the law was ever on the earth. Yeah. I mean, the law was written in Abraham's heart, and that's you know what we're going to look at next week. We're going to look at Abraham offering up his son, which comes in a little later text. But don't miss what it says. Oh, and by the way, you and I were talking. I thought it was funny that um, Isaac, in Genesis chapter 20, um, 26, Isaac settled in Gerar, when the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, she's my sister for he feared to say my wife thinking lest the men of the place should kill me because of Rebecca. Did that sound familiar?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like his dad.
0: Our kids model what they see a yeah. lot of times. Mm. A- and his dad did that twice. Yeah, yeah. And he did that. And Isaac struggled. But again, he persevered ultimately, Mm -hmm. and he's listed in the Bible uh, as one of the people that God places his name by, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. These are men who walked with God. And so uh, the journey of faith begins with being called. We go through our test, and we see God's power unleashed like he did in sarah's life to give her birth but then it said in verse 16 it says god is not ashamed to be called their god for he has prepared for them a city god's purpose is to reveal a people of the one true living god and it said several times in this text that we read today that uh, Abraham was looking forward to the city whose foundation was built by God. They knew that this was not their home. He knew that, and he was looking forward. It says if he would have looked at his home in Ur of the Chaldees as a place, he could have gone back there. But no, it says he was looking for a heavenly one. And so as we close out this time today, I just would like for you to think in your life, what are you looking for are are you looking to stay here I mean are you think this is all there is do you think that uh, this world that we have around us our home our comfortable you know I, I was watching a guy who was being interviewed on the news the other night he had written a book about Christians being persecuted overseas and it was it was a secular news program that was talking to him and he said, you know what our problem is in this country? We're too comfortable. Mm. We're too comfortable. We don't know what it's like to really suffer. And I, th- I thought about what it says about Abraham in this text in uh, 11 verse 9. It says, by faith he went to live in a land of promise as in a foreign land. So catch that, what he's saying. He's going to the land that I promised him, but he went to live there as in a foreign land. In other words, it's a picture. He never settled there. He lived in tents. Mm -hmm. He didn't build this big, secure fortress there. We build fortresses. Yeah, And God says, no, this, this is not your home. And there's a song, a praise song says, I'm not home yet. Um, and, and I love that song, and it just talks about our mindset as believers, as people of the one true living God. Do we view our time here on earth as what we live for? Or are we looking forward like Abraham? Are we looking forward um, like uh, Enoch? Are we looking forward like Noah? Are we looking forward even like Abel who did what God said? And I think it's very easy for us to be comfortable with what we have here and go, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave, Yeah. but we have to look at this land as a foreign land. Does that make sense?
3: Oh no. Yeah, it does. And I, I I think that that is something, uh, you know, especially growing up that I've felt, uh, as far as for myself. And, you know, we talked a, a minute about, uh, the wilderness and the desert and the training grounds and, uh, you know, feeling like that we need those, uh, moments of, in those times of personal discomfort. Um, and a lot of times that ends up bringing us closer, uh, to God. I know that for me in my times of, uh, distress, um, that I've felt close to God, he's given me, um, a peace in a lot of those times when I, uh, have reached out for him. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I think that for us here in America, um, we have gotten too comfortable, and I, I fear that that comfort will lead to uh, stress and discomfort and, and troubles for us here in the future and for our children after that.
0: Well, uh, the, the group is called Building 429. I, only, I know we only got a couple of minutes, but I think this will be good to go out on. Listen to the lyrics. Sometimes it feels like I'm watching from the outside. Sometimes it feels like I'm breathing, but I'm, am I alive? I will keep searching for answers that aren't here to find. All I know is I'm not home yet. This is not where I belong. Take this world and give me Jesus. This is not where I belong. Um, We're going to look at next week, the life of Moses. Uh, Abraham lived in temporary shelters. Moses had access to everything. Mm. And he, he rejected it because he yeah. knew this wasn't his home. All I know is I'm not home yet. This is not where I belong. Take this world and give me Jesus. This is not where I belong. Basically, everything we do as people of faith revolves around the choice of the world or Jesus. Yeah. The world is Satan. Jesus is God. And so uh, don't forget tomorrow. Daryl Harrison, and uh, Virgil Walker. I hope you'll join us. And remember, I'm not home yet.
3: Yes, uh, please join us tomorrow. That should be a great uh, program. Uh, You have been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in.
2: Hey, it's Roger at WTRJ the Truth, and our pre born radio event is currently underway. Our buddy Scott.